Danny, how you doing, man? You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, this is a heist film, so I suppose that's yeah. earned. Um, yeah. Okay, let's let's get our cards on the table. Oh. What do you, I know, I. Uh, what did you think of this film? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you, did you, in fact, no, hang on, we've got to do bullshit first, haven't we? Fucking hell, Lewis. Right, we'll, we, we, we'll keep we, the tension up for a bit. I, I've only got so many bullet points to, you know, pad this shit out. I don't want to give away the store before, uh, <laughs> the, uh, before, uh, uh, I don't, what's a, f- I don't know. You don't want to sell a chicken when you could sell eggs. Fucking, there you go. That's why you live in the Staffordshire Moorlands and yeah, you've, well, we've you're all full got of chickens. Yep. You're, you're full of all these country metaphors. It's great. I say country metaphors. I live on an estate. You live so, in the country. With that said, I did have a friend at school that had like lived on a small holding and um he'd like have sandwiches and we'd be like, "Oh, have you got any sandwiches?" and he'd say, "Oh, sausage." And we're like, "Oh, nice." Um and he'd say, "Yeah, it was from the pig that we butchered." Um, they had like a pig that they raised and then and then killed and butchered, um, which Fucking is you know a more sustainable way to do it, I guess. And I suppose it teaches your kids about the circle of life. But um, nah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm mostly vegan anyway, so Fucking hell, Mufasa, look, gee. <laughs> <laughs> just got this image of like my my friend like lying in his bed at the night, his, his face poking through the sheets, and his is is one of his parents is in the doorway with the light on behind them in the hallway. You have forgotten who you are. Just <laughs> <laughs> talking to this cowering child in a bed. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um... <laughs> God, wow, what a what a what a weird metaphor. Um, but um, before we get into you know uh, cards and gambling and yes, <laughs> all that jazz, um, mm. we have some some bullshit to get through. Naturally. Um, I've bought a I've bought a trowel, and oh. some of those big gloves that Laura Dern wears in oh, Jurassic man. Park. I've got some of them. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get through the bullshit. Yeah, but no nose plugs because you know we're, we're yeah, hardcore about that. The, the smell will do you do you do you some good. Aye, nothing. That's like... what people always say, isn't it? Um, when 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 farmers are spraying muck on the fields, it's, oh, it'll do you good that smell? But it does smell like literal shit though. So. Yeah. Will it do me that much good? I mean, it's like those people that when it's been really sunny for like two weeks mm. and like, like it starts like getting cloudy and mm. you get these fucking nutballs that are like, oh, we need this. We need this. We need a good washer. And you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't need it. What are you saying? <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. It's, um. So it's, if you don't get water, a... if you don't get a watering can. Like... Here's, a, here's a weird tidbit about Lewis Brindley. Um, when I was a kid, I fell down some steps and I broke my foot, um, like a little tiny toe bone on my foot. And now, whenever it's about to thunderstorm, that leg aches. Um, so sorry, wow. you just reminded me by mentioning thunderstorms. So I have the the ability to predict the weather in about ten minutes if it's thunder. Well, it's a tiny superpower I have. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think everyone has the ability to do that by killing a blue beetle. So, by, I'm sorry, what killing a blue beetle? Did you not get that when you were younger? No. Like if you killed like, Quite a frankly, Danny, this sounds like the ravings of a madman. What the no, fuck no, are you no, talking no, no. about? No, see, like, I you get, kill I get the told... beetle and then you smear its innards over a piece of paper and hold it up to the sky, and no. then if they turn purple. No, like I was like I was told like I I I tried to like, step on a beetle when I was really young, and my right. mum like, stopped me and she was like, "What are you doing? It'll rain." 
I'm like, what? Oh, okay. She's like, it'll start raining if you do that. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, okay. And now, just to ruin her day, I step on as many beetles. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're, you're never allowed in the bug house at the zoo again. You just went in and leapt into a tank and started stomping. I I should do a bullshit segment on just the little aphorisms that my mum has. Like, there are so many that we just... Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one, and I will not explain it, and we'll okay. move on, right? Oh, it's like putting knickers on a late train. Putting it's knickers like, on a late train? As in a train that hasn't arrived at the station on time? Oh, well, that'll put knickers on a late train. That's that's right. a, that's a sentence that my mum would say, and everyone Lovely looks stuff. at her as if she's <laughs> speaking, like, gibberish it's like it makes no sense so mm-hmm. one day i will do a bullshit segment on all these little aphorisms and you can try and guess <laughs> good stuff what they mean because I, um, I don't know this, what they mean so i uh, yeah, that sort of reminds me of something i was thinking about earlier about like um you know those, all those things that like um your parents and your grandparents told you oh no you can't do such and such because it's rude but then looking yeah. back it doesn't make any sense at all there are, there yeah. are two that stuck out in my mind um when i was a kid I used to, apparently, I, this used to be a big problem. I used to eat with my elbows raised, um, which is apparently a problem. Um, I, I, I don't even, they weren't like up around my ears. I think I was just had my arms up so I could reach the plate better. And yeah. um, every time it happened, they'd be like, oh, don't eat like that. Don't eat with your elbows up. That's so oh rude. Oh and I was like, God. um, is that, is that a manner? Is that a, an etiquette thing? You have to have your elbows yeah. down by your side? The other one that got me was... Um, you you um did you ever do drama festivals when you were a kid, Dan? Yeah, I did. Yeah, mm, I d- I did a fair share of a few of them, and um, there was this one piece that I um I I, I did, and I I my mum told me I'll oh, type it up, put some like little pictures on it, and then print it out, because I think I remember you had to take one to give to the um the person that was what's the word judging you. <laughs> Um, so that they know you hadn't forgotten your words or whatever, because they would have it in front of them. Yeah. Um, and I remember I'd done this, and I'd typed it up in red, because um, it was, I forget what the poem was about, but I decided that red was a good colour for the text to be. And um, I remember my mum said to me, um, oh no, yeah, it's re- very rude to write someone a letter in red ink. And I, I remember looking at her and saying, why? She went, it just is, it's just rude to write someone a letter in red ink. What? I remember thinking it was weird at the time and thinking maybe it was just something she'd made up in, in, in the moment. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, the head teacher at my primary school um, mentioned it in an assembly that it was rude to write someone a letter in red ink. Oh my God. And I remember thinking, what the fuck is going on with my life? Listen, <laughs> it's just I've... such a random thing. Have you ever heard this? No, but before we even continue, I've got to say, I'm binning what I had for the bullshit and we can just do this. Look, I'm spinning the wheel, <laughs> right? We can just okay. talk about weird fucking rude things that parents would say. Red ink? Why is mm. that rude? Is that because the teacher's mark in red ink, maybe? I don't know. I always presumed it was because red is the colour of blood, but I never got any further than that in my presumption. Because if you wrote someone a letter with blood, the blood would oxidise and turn brown. So you wouldn't actually... It, like The letter would be brown by the time it got to the recipient, unless you just... Like, used your blood and then immediately handed it to the person. Do you know what? Even then, the first few words would surely be brown. Wow. I don't know. It's such a bizarre thing. Um, that is really weird. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other bits and bobs. There's um, The only other one that springs to mind is um, putting new shoes on a table. Have you ever heard of this? No. 
Yeah, new shoes. After you take them out of the box, you can't put them on the table. Um, I think that was a rudeness thing, but it might have also been a bad luck thing. Um, that you can't put them on a table because it'll cause bad luck. Yeah, like an umbrella being opened inside. Yes, but of course, the thing about opening an umbrella on outside is... Outside is where you need an umbrella for. Yeah. So you're going out into the rain and getting rained on in order to avoid bad luck, such as being rained on on your way to an important meeting or something. Yeah. I mean, that's see, I don't I don't consider myself like a sort of teacher about life or anything like that. But mm. I'll I'll do it this once, okay? okay? See if someone tells you something, kids, and you ask why. And their answer is, it just is. You can safely assume that they're talking out their fucking arse, okay? Yeah. Um, if Fli- someone says, it just is, they might have just made it up then. Yeah. yeah. So maybe do a little bit more research before you take that as God. Why are you, why are you kicking that uh, giraffe to death? Because it... it, it oh... Uh, you just have to whenever you see a giraffe you just have to it's good to it's bad luck not to why it just is (laughs) it just is (laughs) fuck I used to let's see if um, if you were ever just little things like um, if if you were speaking to uh, if I was speaking to my dad and I said uh, she said uh, she wants you to set the table my mum would then shout, who's she, the cat's mother? Yes, like that. that was another one. That was another one. Yeah, or like if I was fighting with my brother, she would say, oh, it'll all end in tears. It'll all end in tears. Like that. Or, um... It... As if you don't know. Because that's <laughs> the entire point of fighting with your brother. Is, yeah. that, is that you know it will end in tears, but you're betting on the fact that it'll be the other one's tears. Yeah, or, or if there was someone in my school that she didn't like... She mm. would say, um, uh, oh, I bought apples off your cart before. Like that. As mm. if, and I'm mm. like, what? What? Why are you bringing up apples? What? She's like, oh, you know, he's a bad apple salesman. Like, just just weird little, <laughs> just weird <laughs> things like that. Dumb. Just like, are passed on. It's weird. Did your parents get very big on um, saying twice instead of two times? Um... No. I'm, it was like a military campaign in my house of like, um, if in your life you ever said, um, oh, such and such did something two times, um, or this happened oh. two times, it'd be, no, 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 twice. It happened twice. Oh. Um, the same happened for left and right. Even to this day, I have trouble telling which way is left and right. Um, <laughs> I, I have to think about it for a moment before I figure out which way is left and which way is right. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, yeah, it was on that side, and I'd gesture. Um, and they say, so it was on the left. And I go, y- yes. <laughs> That's the way I pointed. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that. I used to get, and uh, it's and I rather than and me, if you know what I mean. That annoys me because sometimes it is and me. Yeah. And, but people don't ever believe you. Yeah, oh, but I've really internalised it. <laughs> I've internalised it so much that now I correct them, even though I, I don't yeah. even know when I should be correcting them. And I'm sure I've corrected you on a number of occasions. And you're just Probably like, no, you could use and me. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you, you can't. 
the best thing to do is to uh, always correct somebody to whom when they say who, because yeah. nobody really knows how that works. Or, that. or to, to put a semicolon on something. If somebody hands you something that they say, oh, can you just read through this, make sure it's all right? Just say, yeah, you could put a semicolon here. And they will, because nobody knows how semicolons work. It's all just some <laughs> some big scheme by Big Ink to get you to write a little bit more. Oh, fucking bastards. Um, it reminds me of that episode of um, Would I Lie to You, where Lee's talking about uh, some guy, and it's like, uh, David's like, whom, whom did you give it to? Whom? And he's like, I'm not saying that if you say whom. And it's like, who, who did you say? David Tennant. What? You you asked David Tennant. David Tennant, or my friend, as I know him, Doctor Whom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Baker. <laughs> but, um... Right, yeah. I, I think I've got one more absurdly militaristic thing from my childhood that I will I will briefly brief, bring up before I... Because I want to hear whatever we've got for the bullshit this week. I'm enjoying it. Um, Go on, then. Were your parents very intense about times tables? No. Oh, but... it was very intense in my house. Oh, God. Um... It, was, um, it was bizarre. I had, like, um, a printed-off list of all of the times tables to 12 times 12 uh, that I kept in my bedroom. I think school had given it to me, or, or perhaps one of my parents had printed it off. I, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, printed off in my bedroom. Um, and the idea was that I would sit at my desk, and it would help me while I was doing homework. And it did help, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. But... Um, they were very intense over the fact that I should memorise them. Um, so, my mother especially. So she would, I'd be like, at my most relaxed in the evening. I'd be like, <laughs> this was when I was like at primary school or something. So I'd be like um, playing with Lego or, or I'd be, um, I don't know, doing some colouring in or something. And then, um, completely out of nowhere, she'd be like, what's seven times six? And I'd be like, oh my God! And I, <laughs> I would have no idea what seven times six is. Even now, I have no idea what seven times six is without actually counting. So I would be like, just like suddenly leap out of my skin and just be like, <laughs> it's 38! And she'd go, no! It's not 38! It's, like for- it's very intense. It's 42, isn't it? I don't fucking know. I think um, it is. What did I say? Six times seven? Yeah. Uh, yes, 42, according to the yeah. calculator on my computer. See, that's the handy thing. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I have a calculator. So, yeah. who gives a fuck? I never I never had anything like that. I mean, I did have... Uh, I mean, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I once got um, five uh, demerits in school, and uh, okay. my parents were very upset with me, but not really, because it's fuck all. It's like, it's like just getting told off five times over the course of eight months. Like, mm. um, and they were like, oh, Daniel, oh, dear. And we were out one day, and um, uh, my parents saw uh, this um, this homeless man. Right. And then they said, hmm, bet he got five demerits in, in school. And I was oh like, God. oh, my God. <laughs> and they came... so you can't say that. That's horrible. So, you know, they, 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 you know, tried to, you know that show Scared Straight? They tried um, to scare you straight, yeah. They tried to scare me straight and I it didn't work because it was like, there is no way that that is the reason that this <laughs> poor man is suffering like this. Mm. Oh, Christ. Should make a film about that <sighs> with five demerits or, or demerit, just call it demerit, and yeah. five demerits ruined this guy's life. That's that's dreadful. <laughs> What's um, that thing in the US? They um apparently like in schools they have this thing called a permanent record. 
the idea is that like in in the schools it's like an open secret really that your your permanent record it sort of stops when you leave high school so yeah. the idea is that they tell young students oh such and such bad comment will be going on your your permanent record and the kid goes oh my god this will be permanent forever until the day i die people will be denying me things <laughs> because i chewed gum in the back of my geography class um of course this is not the case yeah. Um, but the idea is that it's just like a, a lie they tell the students to keep them in line. It's very weird. Yeah, I don't know what system you had, but we had the merit and demerit system. Um, and, we um, had... Oh, sorry, go on. It was utter bullshit. It was like, <laughs> okay. you, you rack up enough merits at the end of the year and you get to go to Alton Towers, right? But oh. none oh, of the... Alton fu- Towers is quite close to me. Yeah, but sorry, go on. Yeah, but none of the teachers would give out merits. You would only be given demerits because they were all fucking nutcases that hated kid. It was so strange. I don't think I ever got a merit when I was at school. Or I really ever did. It must have been like, oh, you turned up today without stabbing someone. Well done. Here's a merit. (laughs) Um, um, Our system was... um... Not very, not very reward focused, which was its failing. Uh, it did change just as I was leaving, which sort of it, immediately there was like massive improvements in the school. So it's like, well, maybe you should have done this all along, but no. Uh, but yeah, as I was in school, there was like um, house points and uh, bad comments, basically. Um, oh. So you you got um, I don't know, five, I think it was increments of five house points for. I don't know, doing a certain piece of work exceptionally well or whatever it was. And, you know, sometimes you'd get them, sometimes you wouldn't. Teachers would try to use them as an incentive. But because we knew that, like, oh, yeah, I've got a million house points and it doesn't mean anything. So it never really worked as an incentive. You never really got anything. Um, So it it sort of was there. Uh, The bad comments. I got one bad comment in my school life. One. Um, I was in a citizenship class. Uh, That's a citizenship class um which taught me to be a good citizen wow Um, that sounds really dystopic it Uh, was the worst class my first because i had three years of it i my first year was taught by a design technology teacher my second year a math teacher and my third year a pe teacher Um, and then i sat a gcse in it and got a b um it was it was a pointless subject it's like it's supposed to teach you things about how society works like how a how a how a a motion in the House of Commons becomes a law and all this sort of stuff. Oh, I it see. didn't. It was just kind of useless. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I yeah, did. I was in a. It was my first year. It was year nine. So I would have been um, 13, I want to say 13 or 14. And um, I uh, somebody threw scissors at me and I caught them. And um, the teacher caught it at the wrong moment and was like, Are you throwing scissors around? I was like, No, I just caught them. Give me your planner. Give me your platter, and so I had a bad oh. comment for scissors catching. Wow! Um, yeah, the 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 punishment system was weirdly intense because um, they figured out that kids what they what kids want is to not be at school. So they figured out that giving kids like um, exclusions or days off or whatever that's not a punishment. That's a reward, no. if anything. Yeah. So true. Um, what they what they did was. Um, I think what it was was if you got a certain number of bad comments or behavior points, that was it. Um, you had house points and behavior points. So yeah. if you did something bad, you would get a behavior point. And if you got a certain number of behavior points, you would have a um, a lunchtime detention. So you would go and sit in the classroom of the teacher that awarded the points to you that one particular lunchtime, and they wow. would watch over you and make you do maths or whatever. Um, and then if you got yet more behavior points, you would do a house detention, uh, which was Friday night for an hour. You had to sit in the school hall. Um, and I think... 
they were called house detentions because it was i think of the five days of the week we had four school houses in our school um so i think monday night would have been manifold house tuesday night would have been whatever house and that would have been how it how it went on uh so you had to go to your house detention and sit there in the hall for an hour and do homework or whatever Um, and then if you didn't turn up to that you got exclusions and all the rest of it um but the the really bizarre one was that if you kept being a disturbing uh and and violent person in class you would get isolated and this was like the very intense version where they um they had this little building on site um that we all referred to as the bungalow because that was precisely what it was um and it was um (laughs) equally a first aid station and a behavior center essentially um so i um i used to go there and like take my medicine and then go and have lunch and all that rest of it um but in the sort of back rooms of this building um kids would be sort of sat at computers or sat at desks just working um in complete silence and they'd be like a member of staff supervising them and if they said anything be like such as shut up shut up be quiet silence in this room um and you'd have to do however much isolation as was deemed necessary by administrative staff um so it was very intense and then yeah then then beyond that it was exclusions and being kicked out of the school and all that sort of good stuff yeah is there a difference between exclusion and expulsion uh probably not because i don't i think they're both just incremental differences on the way to being expelled i don't really know if there's much of a difference actually looking at the words expel and expulsion they could be the same thing yeah i mean like like exclusion and expulsion like to be excluded and to be expelled like, mm. are they are there really any because I used to think that exclusion was like not as bad as expelled and expelled was like wow the final straw yeah I think expelled is just leave this school and never come back and yeah. expulsion is leave this school but come back in three days I thought that was suspension it might well be suspension I was always fairly well behaved so I'm afraid I'm I'm not yeah I'm not, I'm not entirely never... sure yeah fair enough I was never suspended mm-hmm. either um Go on. Have we got some time for some bullshit. Well, we could we could leave it to the end. You know. Go on then. Let's to... do a double bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it. Le- let's leave that one to the end. But um. Yeah. Let us know your childhood quirks and your quirky times. <laughs> yes. And, Were you uh, ever yeah. told this thing about red ink, or was this something <laughs> that was localized entirely to my town? Yeah. Because I've literally never heard it anywhere that isn't Stoke. So I will genuinely be curious. <laughs> Could be, could be one out there, Lewis. You never know. Could be, um, could be. But uh, yeah, we will speak to you next time. Well, with uh, with that unintentional bullshit out the way, let's uh, <laughs> let's go into what we're talking about. Indeed. Um, we are discussing Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. and uh, it was written by Ted Griffin, and it's based on the 1960 version. This is the 2001 version, obviously. And uh, it was directed by Steven Soderbergh and is starring George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, Julia Roberts, Andy Garcia and other people. So there you go. Um, Do you have an opening statement? Um, I do. It's kind of the ultimate heist film. I really like this movie. I genuinely find a lot of enjoyment in watching it. Um, Do you have an opening statement? I do indeed. Um... One of the few successful remakes, it's fast-paced, fresh, witty, and keeps you on your toes. Even though it can be considered a cheap thrill, the twist still shocked me. 
Indeed. Indeed. So um, the um yeah that's this is I've got like one big point and several small points. So yeah. do you want to do a big point and then some little dessert points, or do you want to do um some startery appetizer points and then the big point? Fuck's sake, Lush, you're getting me hungry now. Just ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go with the go with the big point first. Okay. In fact, no appetizers first. Let's 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 lead into it. You know. Okay. Uh, Andy Garcia is very good in this film. He is, and he, is. he plays I, um, Teddy Benedict. Uh, Terry Benedict, yeah, he plays Te- Terry. Yeah, plays a big piece of shit very well. Um, yeah, not sure what he's like in real life, but he's very good at playing a big dickhead. So I love, nice. I love his uh, quietness mm. until mm. Like, he's like, pushed to the point where he's just he can't hold in his rage any mm. longer. He's mm. really quiet, like just sort of like you know, you he know doesn't... a guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um. No, so I, I agree with that. Um, uh, the the Jack Geller makes an appearance in this. Um, I don't know the actor's name. I'm dreadfully sorry to say. Um, Jack Geller. The guy who plays uh, Ruben? Yes, Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould, yeah. Yeah, he's very good in this. I enjoy Elliot Gould. Yep, I, um, I, I also enjoy that's that's another small point. We're we're getting there through the appetizers. We're we're pacing it through very rapidly. I've I've um, got one. I've got one. Go on. Go on. Let's I, have an appetizer. Uh, Don Cheadle's accent is fucking shocking. Ooh, yum 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 yum. That was Woo. a tasty appetizer. Uh, yes, it is. It is. It is a terrible accent. That's <laughs> this movie has some failings. Don Cheadle's accent. That's another note that I've got. Um, yeah. Don Cheadle is not credited for this film. Um, <gasps> He wanted to be top billing with um, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, all the rest of them, uh, but they refused him. They said he hasn't got a really a, got a big enough role in the film, and he said, "Don't credit me at all. Then uh, don't don't put me on the credits. Don't don't say I'm in it." Then. Wow, that is shocking. I mean, but I mean, obviously, like now, Don Cheadle is like one of the most prolific actors in Hollywood. But like, was he was he was big he the back 90s? then? Did he do a lot back then? Should we have a look? Don Cheadle. Um, IMDB. Come on. Wakey, wakey. Um, It was big. He did. Apparently, known for for section on IMDB. The film in 2004 called Crash. The film in 2004 called Hotel Rwanda, which we had to watch for history. And the film in 2008 called Traitor. So, if those were his big films in the sort of mid-2000s, Maybe he was very big in the early 2000s. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe. Oh, he's been doing stuff for quite a while. Uh, his first thing was in 1984. Um, his first named role was in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is—he does do a number of things here. Uh, just as these appear to be fairly small things. Like he was in, he was in Fresh Prince of Bel Air for one episode. He was in um, a TV show called China Beach uh, for one episode. Little right. things like that. Um, so he has. It did appear to be fairly big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, I, d- I, d- I don't know why they did refuse that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But um, I just, I just, I, I can't go over that accent. I, I <laughs> yeah, heard the it and I terrible. was like, "Oh my god, Don, what are you do? You're a great Don, actor. Don why Chigo, are you? Where are you supposed to be, Rob?" Just know your limits, man. Like, just mm. accept that you cannot do. I, I mean, what I did like is that they got a lot of the aphorisms right. You know, with um, Barney so, Rubble. 
Yeah. Yeah, Barney Robert. Because like, like, a lot of times, like, Americans will just fucking say, Oh, governor! Like that. Just like, absolutely go full yeah. Peggy Mitchell, you know? It was sort um, of written quite well, but the the delivery was a little poor. It's quite strange, really, because it, it, Don Cheadle, you'd expect him to go to, like, a dialect coach and say, yeah. can you teach me to do this, please? Yeah, or just get, you know, an, an English actor to do it, you know? <laughs> true, true. There are plenty that. of skilled English actors. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah. Um, this um, is a bigger point now. We're getting into the... Okay, a bit I've of got a, a, me- a, little, a little quick uh, appetizer. Go on, then. Uh, rusty eating constantly as a quirk wears thin very quickly. Um, it's it's sort of a nice thing. It's, it's rusty kind of being a... ba- Brad Pitt? Yes. Um, yeah, like it's I, quite, I that it's, as well. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's a it's a nice thing to have as a character trait, I suppose, but it's it wears thin very quickly. Like it frustrated me in um, Death Note when um, what's his face was like eating constantly, and it's like, oh look how weirdly he's eating! Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's like you're just trying to give um, Brad Pitt's character some sort of contextual uh, character building uh, through the way he eats constantly, and it's like, yeah, all right, but it doesn't really work because he he doesn't it's not a big enough we don't see him talk about it ever it's a bit of a weird it's like it doesn't quite gel with the rest of his character i'm not not 100 percent on it it's just a quirky thing that they you know just wanted to because i i think they were trying to make every character distinct from one another so Mm. you know um don cheadle uh oh let's make him english um uh uh the the old guy well he's old so that's fine um <laughs> the oh the twins oh they they have a twin sibling rivalry two brothers in a van um, two brothers <laughs> and then the tornado came and and a mexican armada shows up <laughs> was it was the it was amazonian grandmas was yeah was, was that it old women are coming and yeah. what do you do then <laughs> they're gonna cross attack the 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 lions or the 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 uh, a meteor hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the two brothers they have a strong bond. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's because you know it's eleven characters that they need to sort of introduce, mm. and it's it's of, a lot of moving pieces, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they they did it better than the Hobbit. You know, I have not seen the Hobbit, but I am aware of it by its poor reputation. Yeah, it's a trilogy. With, yes, um, made out of a 200-page kids' book or something, isn't it? Yeah, with 13 characters, really. Mm-hmm. 13 dwarves and a hobbit and a wizard. But you already know who the hobbit and the wizard are. So you've got you've got this monumental task. Oh, wait, it's not that monumental because you've got three fucking three-hour films to develop <laughs> these people. And yet, mm-hmm. like, they, they kill uh, one, I think his name was Feely in it. And you're just like, oh, no, not that one. Like you don't, you, I just did not care. I was so uninterested. And then mm. Richard Armitage dies, so you care about that because you know who Richard Armitage is. You know what I mean? Do Do I know who Richard Armitage is? Um, he, uh, oh, you would know him if you saw him. Armitage. Um, I, oh, maybe I know this guy. The Hobbit, North and South, The Hobbit Two, and The Hobbit Three. That's a really helpful. Google, thanks. Um, yeah, he was in Captain America. Okay, um, he was in the Ocean's Eleven remake called Ocean's Eight. Um, oh, what a what a what a bad film that was! Um, I never saw it. Was it particularly terrible? Well, the problem was is that they essentially just copied the plot 
of this film. Oh, right. Debbie Ocean gets out of prison and forms a crew to steal money. It's like, you know, Danny's in prison in this and then mm, he gets mm. out and it's like, it's just, it's, but it's, um, it's Danny's sister that that was never mentioned and just comes out of nowhere. Oh, okay. So, I mean, just, ugh, <laughs> like, what, can you not just do something else, do something mm. bit different, you know? Um, yeah, no, it's, um, this is something I always, always think is if you're going to remake a film, remake a crap one. Yeah. Remake a film that had a lot of potential but just fell short in delivery. Because you can look at it and you can trim the fat, you can change bits and bobs of shots, you can make a better version of what was already an okay film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like if somebody with, uh, like, a, like a, somebody skilled, a skilled director, a skilled cinematographer, or, or took, took up um, Batman v Superman? And they said, Aww. okay, this, this film was, it had a lot of good elements in it, it had some good bones, but there were quite a few things where it just fell short. How can we, how can we trim the unnecessary parts, make it better? And then they re- filmed and released a really good film. Wouldn't that be better than, oh, this is a classic film that everybody loves. Let's remake it, but it's going to yeah. be a pile of garbage. Do you know what I, I mean? Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up Batman v Superman, because this is one of my bigger points that I would like to segue Ooh. into quite smoothly. Um, okay. This film is what Suicide Squad should have been. Uh, which Suicide Squad are you talking about? Because I've only seen one of them. Well, I'm talking about the 2016 version because we—that's the one I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> so you okay. know, it's it's very it's it's similar. So sort of, you know, in in the way that it's set up, you know, there's mm. um, there's all these character intros. Like like we have here, and yeah. they then team up together to, you know, do something big, right? Obviously, mm. they don't steal; they stop a massive fucking sky they beam, stop a space laser. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, let, but imagine that they they sort of just kept it really fast paced rather than let um having big oh stakes and oh it's an alien thing an ancient egyptian god or something mm, like. mm. imagine they kept it look really sort of small mm. the thing is, it could have even been a heist you know that yeah thing in, um that thing right at the start in the in the meeting where david harbour's there and viola davis is there and um they're tr- she's trying to convince everybody that the suicide squad is a good idea um so she says oh this is the enchantress she can steal things um and then she goes and steals a document from tehran's secret filing cabinet or whatever and then pops back and it goes wow that's really good wouldn't it have been a better film to have watched a team of sort of anti-heroes actually go to tehran and steal a document wouldn't yeah that have been a more interesting film it could have been about a, a theft absolutely and and even then this film has it makes better use of its characters that are used for asian representation as well because you yeah. actually get to see the skills of its one and only Asian character, whereas in Suicide Squad, it's like, this is Katana. Oh, Her sword traps the souls of its victims. <laughs> that is perhaps <laughs> my favourite moment of any cinema ever, because it's so shit. Like we just, get- oh my god, we've got a crowbar in, this this lady. And they just jam the crowbar into a scene where it should be, everybody's really tense, they're just about to get on the plane, go <laughs> on this big mission, they might not survive, they might not come back. Yeah. Even if they do come back, and even if they do surpri- survive, they might just go back to prison, they might just get killed. This is Katana! Her sword treads the souls of its victims! Are we going to address the fact that people have souls? No, we're not. We're just steamrolling right past it. Yeah, oh God. What a but we, you know, we get was. to see, 
we get to see his abilities we get to see him do like acrobatic stuff and and it's really mm. tense when he has to jump backwards to like get onto the the um uh the the uh what sort do you call of safe it? Shelf. deposit box thing yeah. yeah and they set that up before and he does it right and you're like oh he's not gonna do it right this time and it's like actually he's you know he does something rather it was katana i think has about mm. two fucking lines and says and does nothing else throughout the entire film it's mm-hmm. so unbelievable I mean, so I mean, it's not exactly like Suicide Squad because but it's fucking better. Mean, yeah. But like, it's you know, <laughs> it, it could have you know done something like that. Mm. It's um no, you're right. It's uh I do. There's one thing that Chloe and I say every time we watch the film is that um, it's not um. The characters perhaps didn't deserve equal shares of the 160 million dollars. Yeah. They didn't really all do this, a similar amount of work. For example, Matt Damon probably did a lot more than um, Frank. Frank didn't really do much. What's his name? Did a lot. Um, old guy, Saul. Saul. Yeah, Saul. I don't even think we learn his surname, but yeah, um, yeah, Saul. He did a lot of stuff in this film of like running around, being in the casino, being in character. He, this old man with stomach ulcers that he's struggling to keep a handle on, had to like zip line down an elevator shaft with a big bag and tactical equipment on him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The That's twins. Like, the twins did fuck all. Like, yeah, we need a driver. Do we? The, t- the <laughs> twins are, are kind of just there. Yeah, I mean, the pinch as well. That was a bit of an ex machina. I mean, it is was that, a bit, yeah. Is that an actual thing? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that specific thing, no, I don't think so. But in theory, yes. Um, because didn't they there use is that... an electromagnetic pulse before a nuclear bomb goes off, and I would imagine it's possible to create such an such a device. Didn't they use that in a, a what's it called? Uh, Civil the Dark War. Dark Knight. Oh. Um, uh, um, Didn't Zemo use okay. it in Civil War to turn off? Christ, it's been so fucking long since I've seen that film. Maybe. I thought he did. Um, you might be right, Cocker. I've genuinely got absolutely no idea. I can't. Um, no. They sort of kind of address it in um, the Dark Knight, the Frank Miller comic book. Um, a big nuclear bomb goes off in Cuba or something, doesn't it? And then um, Bruce Wayne's like, yeah. oh, bloody hell, Clark. You let them blow the blow the nuclear bomb up, you big dickhead. Bloody um, hell, Clark. Bloody hell, Clark. <laughs> yeah, because I remember there's that bit where um, Alfred and Robin... Robin is like, oh, my watch died because the battery has been, like, destroyed or whatever. The electronics have been destroyed yeah. uh, by the pulse. And he goes, oh, bloody electronics. And then he gets his pocket watch out that's, like, manually wound. Um so I remember that. That that's the only reason I remember it is because of an offhand joke about watches. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this it, it is a scientific phenomenon. I I don't know that it has ever been done in the way we see in the film, but I would imagine it's possible. But I have no idea. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, Got any other big, big, meaty, juicy points to talk about? Oh yeah, Are you listen. Just fucking call me Lazarus, okay? Um, okay. Right. You bring in something back from the dead? Is that how the story goes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going to love this. Welcome to the Intergalactic Heist Plan segment. Yay, this segment. Yeah. (laughs) Remember this shit? (laughs) Okay, Lewis. Okay, how many people do I have to pick to plan a heist with? Uh, Let's say say five, because we don't have a lot of time. Okay. Okay, so... What you robbing? What's your crew? And what's the plan? Okay. Um, 
<sighs> so we're gonna rob. Um, it has to be a difficult thing. Because if I say, "Oh, we're gonna rob candy from a baby in a park," yeah, we're gonna <laughs> rob. A, we're gonna rob a KFC. Um, yeah, um, we're gonna rob the crown jewels, and oh. um, I want four hulks and um, <laughs> Falcon from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And the four hulks will just sort of smash their way through the Tower of London wow. so that it's a direct line of sight to the sky. <laughs> and then Falcon can just go and just scoop Wow. Out I, 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 don't think, I don't think I really thought that through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. about you? How, what, what would your heist plan be? Um, hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um... I would uh, be robbing. Uh, I can rob anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I would be robbing. Um. The. Uh, what's it called? Ah. Um, oh. Give me some. Give me some context clues. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm just. I'm just sort of saying. Oh, what's it called? Oh. That thing, that thing that only I know that I'm thinking about and I'm expected everyone else to get what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I don't know. No, yeah. That's my um, answer. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. I, do, do you know, I would I would like to see a film about, um, like a heist film, a good heist film, where they rob a, like something really obscure but it okay. belongs to someone like really Lincoln famous. matrimonial head masks or like yeah or, or like um Kanye West's left sock or something okay. like that okay like something really obscure like, and like and so much effort is like put into the film and like you don't know what they're gonna rob and then they find out that it's like a sock at the end <clears throat> and then like you know it's it's a big like set up like that that would be that mm. would be kind of cool um, I get that. I think, um, yeah, I do get it. I don't. <laughs> uh, the only an, another good example of sort of uh, narrative ambiguity would be having a spy film where you don't know who the spy is. I've seen this thrown around yeah. a bit online um, of like, because uh, no, no matter who they pick for the next James Bond, um, which I think has, has come and gone now, but at the time it was a it was a thing. Was like, Ooh, who's going to be the next James Bond? Yeah. Um, I don't know who they picked. I, I quite frankly, I have not been interested in James Bond for many years. No. Um, but yeah, they said, why don't they just make a James Bond film, in which you don't know who James Bond is? It could be any of the people on, on this train, in this hotel, whatever it might be, because the entire point is that he's a secret agent, so you don't know who he is. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Why not just do do it that way? And then at the end of the film, you're like, oh, it was Jessica Chastain was Bond wow. all along. All and along. Then, then you know. Yeah. Whereas it's more, it's more like a, like a code rather than like an actual name of yeah, a person. Yeah. yeah, like a title rather than like, you know, like Harriet Jones says to the, the doctor, what about my doctor? Or is it a title that's just passed on? Um, <laughs> oh, I've got it. Um, I would steal the Mona Lisa. And oh, I right, want, okay, from the Louisville. Yeah, I want, uh, I want Stuart Little. I want right. uh, Sandman. From, from uh, Batman. Oh, from Batman? No, wait, the... Clayface. That's who I want. Clayface oh, right. okay, from yeah. Batman. I think and, I only know uh, Clayface from, um, like, the Lego Batman games. Yeah, well, in the comics, he can do a lot of shit. 
uh, and I want uh, Ant Man, and I want uh, uh, Doctor Manhattan. No, I want uh, um, who do I want? Who do I want? Who do I want? Who do I want? Um, I want uh, I want Mantis from Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Mantis. So oh yeah, she she's good. He's good. Seth no, Rogen. Kung Fu yeah, Panda. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I thought you did. You think I meant look from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, to I I need really small uh, people because uh, here's the plan. Uh, we break okay. in through a, a window. Well, I don't. I'll, I'll be outside because I'm too big. And all three of them sort of let break in. And Clayface, because he's made of clay, can just sort of let turn into clay and just go into the hole and just get out as needed, right? And uh, they um, get the Mona Lisa, kick it out of a window, and they're so small that they can't <laughs> really be seen. Kick it out of a window, yep. Yep. I catch it because, you know, I'm, I'm that good at catching stuff. And Clayface turns into the Mona Lisa... And, and the broken window. The Mona Lisa then forever. Yep, and the broken window. And until the coast is clear, we break the window again anyway and run away. Perfect. <laughs> so Perfect. There you go. I can think of not a single flaw with that. Um, I think I'm going to come with a meaty th- film, a, a, a meaty point now. Yeah, go um, on. Right. Here's the thing that makes crap heist films crap is when the twist is a character you've never met coming in and saying, oh, by the way, here is a solution to all of the problems that everybody yeah. is having in this film. I've been working on it the whole time, and you didn't know because you're a big piece of shit. That's what yeah. uh, Sherlock does. In it, This is from H. Bomber Guy's video, naturally, um, where he's like, oh, no, I've got a mate at the home office. He solved this crime for me, and now I've got all of the documents here in my hand. And you go, oh, well, I was kind of hoping to solve the crime on my own. Yeah. But this film kind of you can kind of see the twist coming if you're completely massively paying attention. You can hear it's Livingston's voice on the emergency response on the phone. You can hear it's it's um, Rusty's voice on the the radio for the SWAT team. Um, most heist films... I've got... Well, I've got written down here. Most heist films deliberately make up a twist you could not predict. This film twists, but it's one you could get if you're paying extremely close attention. Yeah. You'd, yeah don't get me wrong, you'd struggle... But if you will, I can imagine if your lights are down in the cinema, you're really paying attention, you might be able to piece it together. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's why I like this twist, because Mm. twists that come out of nowhere are just cheap, and you just feel that cheated. Well, how the fuck was I supposed to... But if they they leave clues, and it's hinted, and then you go, oh, yeah, like that. It's so much more... It's so much more engaging, whereas the, mm, mm. if someone just comes in and said, "Yes, I've solved this crime," and it's just, like, well, "What the fuck? What the fuck am I watching it for?" You know, <clears throat> um, no, I, I completely agree with that. The, the twist is very, very good, and it's very well done, um, and it's amazing because he's on the phone before the SWAT team that shows up, mm. so we even get a chance to hear his voice before we hear it again when he's, you know, the SWAT mm. guy. And because it's so cleverly filmed, it's focused on Benedict the entire time and the SWAT team are in the peripheral. It's like all we're focusing on is his reaction. And that's sort of like followed on from Benedict being bigged up to be this big ruthless guy. And we're like, oh shit, how's he going to react here, you know? So it's, you know, it's it's very sort of well executed. It's like puzzle pieces coming together, mm. you know? Um, 
but who is your favourite out of the eleven? Um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Saul. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I, what about you? I, I was going to say Saul as well. I, I really like the fact that he's like, you know, even if if we get past the cameras, we're just supposed to walk out with all that money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> No, I like that. There's an endearing sort of element to his, to his character that I quite like. Mm, um, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Um, have you got any other big, big questions? Um, Yeah, the film does that thing that I really hate where it spans one conversation over multiple locations as if like, they haven't had time to discuss. <laughs> what. They, it's like, tell me, and then they go cut to a restaurant. I want to rob a casino it's like you come on jesus christ you waited all that mm, time you stayed mm. in silence in the taxi you're talking to the taxi driver about you having a good night mate any any business do you know what i mean ridiculous um yeah i think i know you're not a fan of that but i i, I genuinely think this is perhaps the ultimate heist film it, it's very well made even if you aren't a fan of the genre i think it's sort of um it's a good example of what the genre can be yeah i do hate how nothing goes wrong Really, things do go wrong though. Yeah, but not really. I mean, it's like it's really. I mean, they keep you in like, suspense, but nothing goes like drastically wrong. I mean, they get away with it like scot free. Mm-hmm. There's not like any casualties like whatsoever, which is kind of True. annoying. But I, I suppose, suppose that just goes to show all the planning they've put into it, and yeah, true. I'll get. I'll give them that. I do. I do like this film. I watched it. Um. Uh, with my with my girlfriend, so and we were we were having a blast, so can't fault it. So good, good to hear. Yeah, she look. It's it's funny because it's on Netflix, and yeah. and I didn't realize it. But I thought I was gonna have to look download it from somewhere, and then I saw it on Netflix. She was, oh my god, you're doing that for the podcast? Let's watch it. And I was like, oh okay, but I enjoyed it. It was good. Hmm. Yeah. So. Um. Have you got any more, any anything else to, to say, or should we go to closing statements? Um, I don't have anything else to say, but I would like to request that we do the closing statements and the shilling in a sort of heist setup voice. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll 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 edit in some music, right? Oh, listen to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that's beautiful music. I I, I can't believe you found it. Wow. It's lovely. I hope um, it's royalty-free music that you found from somewhere. Woo. Uh, d- don't ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, go. Uh, do you have the piece of paper in front of you? Yeah. Do, do you not have a closing statement? Oh, Christ, yeah. Uh, I thought we were doing silly. <laughs> okay. So, this film is really good. And here's the plan. We have to think about how good the film is. We have to think about how good the setup is. We have to think about how good the payoff is. And then, if we're lucky, we come out on the other side with a really skilled, skillfully made heist film. Yeah, and in addition to that, this film is also really good in my opinion. And I think it's probably one of the best heist films I've ever seen, despite the fact that I've not seen many heist films. But here's where we get into the real shit, okay? We all have link trees, Okay, here wow. here are the link trees in order. I'm going to read them out. Pay close attention because this this could make or break us. Okay, yeah. 
Lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine's is slash O'Hiram. And the podcast's is slash Shouting Into The Void. There you will find our socials, our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube. So get on there, find something you like, sit down with some popcorn and fucking watch it, you piece of shit. Okay? And here we have a PayPal donate button. It's it's open for free of use. It's incredibly complex, not really, but just click away. And now I just sound as if I'm doing an ad, really. It's like, it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> I sound as if I'm doing a shitty 80s commercial. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, a PayPal donate button. So anything, anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly appreciated. And now we move on to the most important aspect of the entire shilling process, my friends. Everybody, make sure to pay attention. You've had some sandwiches, you've had a glass of whiskey, and now you're going to sit down and you're going to pay attention to everything that we say now. The Patreon. It's my inhaler. Um, We want to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons, as we do every single week. Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you, one and all. You let us make this podcast how we want to make it. And if we make it how we want to make it, then we'll be very rich by the end of it. Absolutely, even though we hate capitalism. (laughs) Speaking of which, we also have merch on Teespring and (laughs) Red... We also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. We sell loads of tacky shit, overpriced that we don't even produce. So go on there, get yourself something nice, because Christmas is a-coming. And last, but certainly not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. And Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed. Uh, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful wife, in which they crochet and they're very, very good at it. And if you'd like to bless your Instagram feed with a wonderful addition which will brighten your day any day of the week, you can go to at Number 12 Crochet Avenue on Instagram and you can give them a look, give them a follow, do all that good stuff. You son of a bitch! I'm in... See see how I brought that back? See how everything's... I, I do, now. yeah. Cyclical narrative. Just like... Um, just like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. You know... When I watched this film, I thought, mm. damn, we're not going to get to see the payoff of how Benedict reacts to them stealing from his casino. We'll probably have to watch Ocean's 12. Yeah, but, don't watch Ocean's 12. It's not very good. Oh, well, that was going to lead me into my point. You know, we oh, didn't right, do okay, we, we didn't do the second bullshit, but we'll do it next time if you pay oh. us and listen then. <laughs> and it I probably see, won't be is... as good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, folks, that was, uh, that was Ocean's Eleven. Uh, am, am I right in saying that this is one of, one of your favourite films, Lewis? This is one of my favourite films. I'd put it on my list, yeah. This, Jurassic Park, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Very good films. Absolutely. Have we ever done Jurassic Park? No, we haven't. We should, though. We should do Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> it absolutely is on the list somewhere. Um, but speaking of lists and what's next... Are you ready to announce the next film that we're doing, Lewis? I am. Woo! It's spinning, spinning, it's spinning, and it's stopped. We talked about it in the podcast. Well, (laughs) not this version. 
No, eh? we're doing The Suicide Squad. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, it's a film um, directed by um, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a film um, and we're going to talk about it. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Well, you know, just to make things clear, you may think that we're talking about Suicide Squad. No, we're talking about T-H-E, the Suicide Squad, okay? There are many others like it, but this is the one. Mm. The, the, like, I mean, it's, it's like that Halloween film. You know, you know... Um, like, Halloween? Yeah, but like... <laughs> The original film was called Halloween, right? And then okay. like, in 2018, they released another film that was meant to be like a soft sort of reboot, and it's called Halloween again. Like, I mean, it's like, can you not just call it something else? Why do you need, like, you mm. can't just put a the in front of it and it's like, haha, you thought that was shit? Well, this is shitter. Like, I mean, like, I, I mean, I've heard that it's meant to be really good, directed by James Gunn, the, su- yeah. the yeah. Suicide Squad, so I don't know, but. We'll find out uh, next Indeed. week. Um, well, maybe not next week, because we're going to be taking a bit of a break, but oh, we'll find yeah. out eventually. <laughs> we'll find... Shit. <laughs> yeah, because we're taking a bit of a real-life break from podcasting. There will be um, a cheeky video that we'll be releasing on the YouTube channel in the little interim, um, which you will, of course, be able to watch and enjoy to your to your heart's content. But we'll be back with The Suicide Squad, um, probably the 5th of... Whatever the next month is, September. S- September, yeah, that'll probably be when we're we're back. So um, you know, it's uh, it's listening to ultimately inferior podcasts till then, and uh, yep. we will see you, hear you, smell you, um, recruit you for a heist film, and uh, <laughs> not a heist, just a heist film. Just a heist, yeah. <laughs> next time. Indeed we will. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.